welcome to the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Joining me today, the head coach of the A-10 champs, the Dayton Flyers, Shauna Green. Shauna is in year four with Dayton and has done a, an incredible job in her first head coaching job at the D1 level. Uh, was an assistant at Dayton and Northwestern, Providence, uh, was D3 head coach as well. Had a great playing career at Canisius in Buffalo, New York. So we're going to talk to her about all that stuff. But uh, an up-and-comer, uh, without a doubt, in Dayton, one of the best mid-major programs in the country, a team that uh, will have a lot of people on watch uh, come tournament time. So I'm excited to talk to her, talk to her about her story and about her team. And uh, we won't waste any more time. We'll get her on the phone and be right back. This is The Jump Around. Welcome back to the Jump Around, and joining me it is Dayton head coach Shauna Green. Coach, thanks so much for joining me. Congrats to you all wrapping up the A10 regular season championship, and I know you're getting ready for the tournament, but really appreciate you taking some time out of your day for me. No, thanks, Blake, for, for having me on. I listen to you a lot, so I'm super excited to, to be able to be on your show and, and have a good talk. Yeah, well, you guys have had, like I said, a great year, and, and we'll get into that, but um, take me back, if you will, take me back to the youth days, take me back to Iowa, and take me back to, <laughs> to when you're you're an up-and-comer and you decide to go from, from the great state of Iowa to the great state of New York to play at Canisius. What, um, what, what did you envision your future held? What, what did, uh, you know, if I would have asked you, an 18-year-old Shauna, hey, what's 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 going to happen in the next 20, 30 years? What would you have told me? Oh, geez. I, I definitely would have told you. I probably would have said, definitely not coaching. I can tell you that much. That was not on my radar at all. So I, that's kind of scary. I don't know what an 18-year-old me would have said. So it's probably best, you, it's probably best we weren't able to go back and ask that. So, um, But, you know, growing up in Iowa, for some reason, I, I mean, for some reason, you know, Iowa is such a great state. And I'm like, I want to get out of there. So uh, I got recruited a lot by, by East Coast uh, schools. And, you know, I mean, going from the great state of Iowa to the – you know, the the great paradise of Buffalo, New York, uh, <laughs> more snow, it's been more snow and cold. But, uh, you know, for me, it's always been about the people and about the field and relationships. And, you know, when I went to Canisius, it was about that. And, and I connected right away with, with my uh, future teammates and, and the coaches and, and the relationships I had with them. So for me, that's why I went there. And uh, it, it was the best decision for me looking back. I mean, I, I grew a lot being away from home and, and dealing with, you know, different adversity that you deal with and as a college athlete. Um, so for me, like, it was it was the best thing. And, and through the ups and the downs, you know, it made me really – it made me grow and it made me tougher and it made me, you know, to the person, you know, help shape me to the person I am today. When you were at Canisius, you, you finish the school's all-time league score. You score over 2,000 points. You make – all conference, all four years, nearly had a thousand rebounds. Were you a uh, were you someone that, as a player, uh, I don't know if expected is probably not the right word, but were were you a player that's like, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm gonna go make an impact. I'm gonna do things. Were Were you someone that maybe lacked self confidence? Where Where did you fall on that on that range? 
you know, I was always confident as a player. And, and I, I think I'm like that as a coach, too. Like, if you meet me, you see me, like, I'm really laid back, like, in terms of my normal life and, and my personality. But you put me between those lines, and I just turn into another person. And <laughs> I'm, I'm ultra competitive. I'm ultra passionate. Um, and I was like that since I can remember in any sport I played, I just, I want to win, you know, and, and that was, whether that was growing up and playing in the neighborhood with, you know, all the boys and playing basketball or football or whatever, like I, I just wanted to win. And, you know, so that was something I never, it was like, it was just like another person out there. I never lacked confidence or, you know, never lacked that competitive drive or edge. Um, and, and, you know, so that was something I think that carries with me today. Well, you, well, you know what, I should, before we get away from your time in Buffalo, should we, we should have a, an important conversation about uh, wings, because it's my favorite food in the world, and I gave, <laughs> I gave up fried food for Lent, so I'm kind of struggling right now, but that said, do you, do you have a favorite Buffalo wing spot? You know, I'm going to really disappoint you on this one, I'm not a wing person, Oh so, no! I did yeah, I did eat them when I was there just because you have to, right? Like, yeah. when, in, when in Rome, you have to. So uh, the Anchor Bar was kind of, I thought those were good, but I, I'm not a huge, I'm probably not the best person to get their, you know, their opinion because I didn't eat them a lot. Now this I have other good. great spots in Buffalo okay. in, in terms of food because Buffalo has great food Great there. food, that is true, uh, that is true. Great food, but yeah, I wasn't a big a big wings wing person. So, what's your, so I'm sorry to disappoint you. You did, you did, and that's okay. It happens. What? <laughs> so what? What? What is your thing then? What is what is something that you do enjoy then? Oh jeez, I mean, I, I don't eat red meat, so I eat all okay. chicken. Um, so I would be more of a boneless wing person than than the traditional wings. So okay. you can ask me about them. <sighs> and in Buffalo, if you're ever in Buffalo, you got to go to Chef's Best Restaurant, Best. Best place ever. Best Italian food. Um, that was that was my favorite spot in Buffalo. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take that. We'll take that as a, a minor victory then. <laughs> we, we got a spot out of you. Okay. All right. Um, well, you, you graduate, you get out, and you, you do decide to get into coaching, um, and you head back to your home state. Uh, what led to you deciding to get into that profession that you thought you would not be getting into? Yeah. You know, for me, I've just and this is just, I've always been really like in the moment type of person. I've never been one to look, you know, down the line or, or big picture. So like, I never really thought about it. You know, I went to Canisius, I played basketball, I was a business marketing major. So I'm like, you know, whenever that happens, I'll get a business job. And, but about my junior year, the end of my junior year, I'm like, I cannot imagine my life without basketball. I'm like, it kind of like hits you that, that you can see the end of the, the light. I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this like regular nine to five stuff. So I was set to go play overseas. I had a contract uh, signed and everything. And then I ended up while working out, uh, hurting my foot, like I think it was July. So I couldn't run, couldn't work out. I had to get out of my contract and, and I couldn't go play. So I was kind of scrambling at that point. I knew I wanted to, to coach, to get a GA spot, or however I could get in. Um, and then I was very fortunate enough, my brother-in-law, who's on the men's side coaching, he's at LSU right now as an assistant with Wichita State, been around a lot. Um, he was an assistant coach at Loris. So he's like, hey, the women's, you know, the women's head coach just, just uh, got the job and he needs an assistant. So that's kind of how I got linked in at Loris. Mm. And was there anything that when you got there that, I mean, 
you obviously had no idea what you were doing first year. None of us do. But was there anything <laughs> that um, that kind of grabbed you that made you go, man, this is something I really enjoy. This is something I can do. What was there? Was there any one thing that kind of jumped out that made you really go, huh, this is something? You know, I don't think it was really one thing. It was just for me, like, I've just, just, basketball is all I've known. And it's just what I love. It's what my passion is. And, like, so just being, like, immersed. And, you know, at Division Three, the and for me, like, looking back, like, it was the best thing for me. Because at D3, you're doing everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, I was an assistant coach. My first year, I was, like, at I had to work the mornings in admissions and be an admissions counselor. <laughs> and then I go over and I'm an assistant coach on the recruiting coordinator. You do the ops. I mean, you're, you do everything. And so I don't even think I had really a second to be like, oh, I like this or that because I was just running around like a crazy person, you know, that for every second of the day. But uh, it was just like, and, and I think even then, you know, I was, what, 21, 22 years old. I'm the same age as some of our players. It was you know, it's just that the relationships again and, and being able to, you know, impact them. That's what it's always been about for me. Yeah. Um, but yet, it, looking back, the best, I'm so glad I started at D3. I'm so glad it, it taught me so much. Well, and then you get the head coaching job there and get your first, you know, taste of being in charge at the D3 level at a school that you're, you're familiar with. Uh, what was that experience like uh, transitioning from being an assistant to the head at the, at the same school? I think, again, it helped so much in that transition because I was already familiar with our players. I was familiar with the school. I was familiar with, you know, the recruiting. Um, it just, I think, gives you – it just takes away – it's always a transition going from an assistant, especially to your head, your first head job. Um, but it helps a little bit when you feel – you have that, that familiar feeling with stuff. So um, it, I thought that took away some of the stresses, but, yeah. I mean, looking back now, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. You know, you just you, you think you know, but you just go day to day and, and try to do the best that you can do. And you know, and and we had a we had a pretty good team. You know, my my first year and second year, and it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, but yeah, I wish I knew then what I know now. You know, sure. I think you say that every year because you just continue to to grow and and to learn. Sure. What uh, after? those two years as that coach, you end up taking an assistant job at, at Providence. What, uh, what, how did that happen? You know, what were the ties? Mm -hmm. What made you ultimately decide to, to walk over and, and jump into to the D one life? Yeah. You know, my ultimate, like my ultimate angle, I wanted to be a head coach at division one. I, I did know that. And I didn't know, you know, how I was going to get there or if I'd ever get there. Cause it's not, you know, I didn't play at a big Power 5 school. I didn't have, you know, any connections. I just, I was a D3 assistant and then a D3 head coach. And, you know, so people might have thought I was crazy that that was my goal, but that was my goal. So uh, when when this came up, you know, I loved my job at Loris. We were going to be really good that next year. I had everyone coming back. Um, but a couple uh, people that I knew knew the head coach at Providence, uh, Phil Seymour. And he was looking for an assistant. And... Uh, they connected me and we talked and, you know, I went out there for an interview and, and fortunate enough to, you know, he trusted someone, you know, that hadn't had any experience at the division one level or especially the big East and the big East at that time was, yeah. <laughs> you know, the big East. And um, so I just knew when I got offered the job, I'm like, you know what, like I, I'm going to probably have to get in that, 
because I don't know if you know, like the history of Loris College, uh, former AD there was Kevin White, who, you know, the Duke AD. Uh, so he had come back to, to Loris and talked to all the coaches one time. And I remember him saying, you know, there's certain silos and you need to get in the silo if that's where you want to get. So I felt like I need to get in the, the D1 silo in order to, to mm. progress and move up. Yeah. Um, so that stuck in my mind. So I'm like, you know what? I got to go to the East. It's an opportunity. You know, I don't know anyone else. Like, yeah, I don't have that many connections. So right. I got to take this. Um, so I went and, and, you know, I, I moved out there. I'll never forget. I, my husband, my husband and I drove out there. He drove, drove out and he flew. I didn't have a place to live. And I mean, we just found it when I went out there and he was going to go back to Iowa and finish out his year there, uh, teaching. So we drove out there, he left. I got this little apartment that was like furnished in the, in like the top floor of this house. And, <laughs> and I just, I went to work and I, and I just learned everything, you know, started recruiting the East coast and, um, you know, driving down to New York city and recruiting and, and, and just really just kind of, uh, you know, took it all in and, and just worked my butt off nonstop because I had nothing else to do. And, um, so that's kind of how I got there. And I was there five years and I thought we did a lot of good things. You know, like I said, if you were in the top eight in the big East back then, yeah. you're yeah. doing pretty good. And, yeah. and, you know, we had some good wins. We had some top 25 wins and I think we, and we were recruiting at a high level. Um, and then unfortunately, you know, coach was, was let go and they went a different way. So then that's how I got led to Dayton. Yeah. Yeah. Well, perfect transition. Thank you. Nice work there. But you, you take over a Dayton program who had had a lot of success. So obviously there's some things there that you go, okay, this is a, this is a good job, right? There are, there are good jobs. There are bad jobs and Dayton's certainly a good job. Um, take me through that though. Take me through that experience of, you know, you, you, your head coach gets let go. Uh, you're kind of looking around going, what's next for me? And you fall upon a, a pretty great situation. Yeah, so I mean, from Dayton, uh, from Providence, sorry, is when I went to Dayton to be an assistant. So I went to Dayton to be an assistant. I was here for three years right, as right, an right. assistant with Jim, um, yeah. and and yeah, with Jim. And I mean, we had you know we won a conference, and my last year we made the Elite Eight. Uh, so it was a really you know it was a great program. I obviously had been in it for three years, and then that's when I went to Northwestern for that year. And then when Jim resigned, I was fortunate enough to get the head job here. So it kind of, you know, had a couple other stops before landing uh, the head job at Dayton. But again, I think if you look, it is being familiar. So going from being an assistant here to being the head coach, it was it made the transition easier just because I was familiar with everything. Yeah, yeah. What, um... How about that experience at Northwestern? I know it was only a, mm-hmm. a year, but working for a, a great head coach there and, and kind of yeah. giving a different perspective, how did that prepare you uh, for ultimately taking yep. the, the Dayton job? Yeah, you know, and that's where, like, leaving here and going to Northwestern was really, I was just ready, to, like, I just needed to learn, and, and I wanted to learn from someone someone else and to be in the Big Ten, and obviously at a great institution academically like the Northwestern and working for for Joe, who's a Hall of Famer, um, it was just an experience that I couldn't I couldn't pass up that that opportunity. And I mean, you know, I, I could not be more happy for Joe and for that team to have the success they've had this year because 
uh, is just knowing, you know, what he's been through and, and knowing, like, you know, where we were. And they've been good. Then they had some down years. And uh, so just a side note completely happy for for joe and and their team um it's just awesome to see and and you couldn't i could not have worked for a better person i mean joe's a great coach i learned so much from from coach so much in in terms of basketball um but the thing that i learned the most from him is is you just treat people right and and you be a good person you do things the right way and and that's what he's about uh so it was just a great opportunity um so really the, the thing I took away from there too is I expanded my recruiting uh, ground because I was out in Cali all the time recruiting out down in Arizona recruiting and I didn't do that when I was at Dayton or, or Providence. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't need to go out there. So I think that's something I took away just from a basketball uh, perspective is, is expanding my recruiting connections. Yeah. Uh- just to add on, Joe McEwen is the best. If people don't know Joe. I like he's great, and I love going to his practices because Joe and Joe, right? Like you said, he's a Hall of Famer. The guy has won more games than I'll probably ever coach, and he'll still come over and he'll say, "Ah, I don't know, man. What do you what do you think, Coach? What do you think? What do you what do you think?" I'm like, Coach, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You're 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 you don't need my help. No, what do you think? What do you think? Like, and he means it, right? He actually wants to know yeah. what you think. Yeah, uh, and I think that's the best thing about him is like. He, there's really there's no ego right like I mean I remember my first you know coming in there and he's like you know go put this in I mean I'm like, I don't even know like it's my first practice right like but he just like he trusts you and, and you go and like you just you gotta the thing about him and, and working for him like you know you gotta be on your toes because we got a practice plan we're probably not gonna follow it but we, but you got to be ready to put anything in at any time. You better know what the heck you're talking about because he'll he'll just give it to you. So, but you know what? It works, and he's oh, won yeah. a, a hell of a lot of games. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to have to get Joe on here sometime, but it's going to have to be face-to-face because oh, I don't trust him uh, on the phone enough. So I'm like, I'm going to have to actually get yeah. you and like keep my eye on you and make sure you're <laughs> sitting and actually paying attention. Oh, so good. You, you definitely need to get him on. He, he'd be a good interview. Yeah. Yeah. Final four, New Orleans. I'm just going to follow him around with my microphone until he sits down and then we'll, we'll get him. We'll get him. Um, you, great. when you take over uh, the Dayton program in, in 2016, it's you, you a chance to achieve your goal, right? Division one head coach. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you win 22 games, win the championship and go to the NCAA tournament. Good job. That was easy, right? Like I got this thing rolling <laughs> now. So uh, take me through those first, I mean, really those first two years, you, you win the championship, you go to the NCAA tournament. I mean, talk about a picture perfect start. That's, that's incredible. What, what was it like those first two years when you guys were really rolling? You know, it's funny because I'll never forget we're in Richmond. We won the championship, uh, the, the tournament championship and my uh, sport administrator, he walks over to me, gives me a big hug and he's like, and he's an old hall of fame football coach here, uh, coach Kelly. And he's like, coach, he's like, enjoy this. He's like, cause this probably will be your best year of your career. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, is, is that a compliment? Like, I was, you know, in the moment, like, yeah. And I'm like, or do I have nothing to look forward right. to anymore? in my coaching <laughs> career, come on coach. And I'm telling you like, in the next two years, I, I tell him all the time, I'm like, coach, like, I think you're right. I think like shouldn't have probably won both right away. Cause I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, I mean, I took over in mid September. They were already in practice. I mean, it was, 
the timing obviously you know was hard on our kids and I think that's the thing that makes that year really special to me um is that not a lot of people like knew like what we went through and like how you know uh, like it's just hard having a new coach come in in mid-September and and the good thing is like I had known everyone on the team I'd either been a part of recruiting them or had coached them because I was only gone one year um so I think that made them feel more comfortable made me feel more comfortable um but and then we took some you know we had a hard non-conference schedule we took some some losses early and I mean we were three and six at one point and I'm like what the like what the hell like <laughs> what am I doing like I don't I don't know what I'm doing with you know and and we just always just kept you know kept just trusting the process kept working and kept getting better and and so that's again why it was so special because those kids could have you know they could just been like oh like you know just quit or not quit but you know like not stuck with it not believed in what we were doing and they just kept believing kept trusting it and then, you know, we just slowly start winning games, winning games, winning games. And for us to win the regular season and win the conference tournament, um, yeah, just, uh, I mean, it was just so special. And, and those kids are so special. So, um, and then coming back the following year, win the regular season, you know, championship again. And then last year, you know, we finished fourth in the conference. And, you know, we won 17 games, but uh, you felt like we won seven. I mean, it was just like every yeah, – because yeah. <laughs> everyone expects to win here and, yeah. and the expectations and, and are high. And so last year was a rough year, um, but we learned a lot. I learned a lot. Um, I don't think – personally, I don't think I did a great job leading our team. So it was good for me to kind of go through that and, and learn and then refocus and, and do a lot of different things this past summer and this off season. Um, in terms of just what I did, you know, from the leadership uh, position in terms of our team. So, and, and now we, you know, we accomplished one of our goals, but we still have our other goal left, and that's to win the 10 tournament, yeah. um, which starts this week. You, you talk about some of the things you did in the offseason. I know one of those things was uh, road game Fridays uh, for people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who don't know what, t- tell them a little bit about that if you don't mind. Yeah, well, last year we could not win on the road. I mean, I've never been a part of it. I've never, like, seen as a player, as a coach. I mean, we are two different teams. Like, we could beat anyone at home, and we go on the road, and we could lose to anyone. And it was just completely opposite. I'm like, 13, what is going on? 13-1 and one at home and 2-11 and 11 on the road. <laughs> right there. Uh, thanks for reminding yeah, me. Yeah, like, no, no problem. <laughs> happy to do it. Happy to do it. Uh, <laughs> everything last season like you know is it our shootout I mean I tried everything so I'm like okay this offseason we're doing something different and it's something actually I got from my brother-in-law at LSU that they did like their strength coach would take them to different places you know every every week and and so I kind of stole it from them I'm like hey we're gonna go somewhere different uh every Friday morning at 6 a.m it was our road game they didn't know we would load them up into a a van old school we get them in a van and and we go down and we go box or we go to, uh, you know, a different field and do workouts. So it was just different every week. And, and really all it was is, is getting their mindset turns because you know how it is. If you get their minds believing that, hey, we can go here and we can accomplish anything wherever we're going, that's going to translate probably, mm-hmm. you know, into something the next season. So it's just really changing our mindset. Um, and we did that every Friday in the season. And then we also did – um, every workout consisted uh, of a fourth quarter in the off season because we we lost a lot of games in the in the end. I mean, we couldn't finish games. So every workout we did, and we still incorporate that into our practices. 
Um, we have a first quarter, we have second quarter, sometimes we'll have third, and then we'll always have a fourth quarter. Um, some competition level just to get their minds right and, and to get us into to finishing. Mm. I love it. Well, it, it worked nine and three on the road this year. So you, you can't say I only brought the negative, right? Uh, nine and three <laughs> on the road. So it worked. I, I, I do want to point this out, though. You guys are 22 and eight. You, you won the regular season, like you said, 15 and one. But I just want to point out the eight losses, okay? Because these are pretty good losses, right? Uh, versus South Carolina, pretty good loss. Uh, in overtime at Central Michigan, who's having an unreal year. Uh, versus uh-huh. UConn, who's an okay program. Um, then you go in Florida and you lose to Gonzaga, a pretty good program. Auburn in overtime at Buffalo versus Wake Forest, and then you lose your one conference game to Fordham, who won it last year. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. you have no bad losses. You guys have won every game you should, and you won some that maybe you know were on the fence. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what's different? Why? Why is it? I mean, are you guys just that talented? Is it um, the lessons learned from last year? What is it that has made you guys are having an incredible year? I think, thank you. Um, I think it's, it's learning from our failure and our mistakes last year. And like we always say, it's only failure, right? If, if you don't learn from it, like you're going to have some stuff happen to you in life. How are you going to, how are you going to react? So we learned from that and we've had great leadership. So I, the biggest thing I say, it's, it's our upperclassmen, it's our leaders, it's everyone. They're taking ownership and they're like, you know what? This will happen last year. This isn't going to happen this year. Mm. And and they've done that because I'm not the one out there playing. So it's them. They they get the credit. Uh, they're the ones making the plays when they have to. They're the ones believing. Um, so I think that's just the biggest thing. Like we learned from last year, and we've had unbelievable leadership with our with our upperclassmen. Yeah. Well, now you go into to the next phase, right? Uh, the tournament. You mentioned mm-hmm. it. You guys will play Friday. Uh, against Richmond, the nine seed. The nice thing is the the A10 tournament is in Dayton, so you get a, a yeah. little bit of home feel uh, as you guys prepare and, and go through that. You'll have a week uh, ultimately between games. What's what's that week like? Because I know obviously you didn't know who you were playing until yesterday, but what's what's yeah. the week leading up to to Friday look like? We took a Sunday Sunday off because we didn't get back. Uh, we flew back after. St. Louis, which was a late game on Saturday. So we didn't get back till really late. Um, took Sunday completely off. Monday, we actually just did um, individuals and, and just got a ton of shots up with their position coach and, and some fundamental stuff. And then yesterday, we practiced We practiced a, our normal practice. And then today, now, and it was all about us. Yesterday, we competed. You know, we played. Uh, we got after it. And then today, now that we know, you know, we're playing Richmond, we'll get into our normal two-day prep um, and in practice leading into that game on, on Friday at 11 a.m. Yeah. Well, you, you've been to the tournament now twice and obviously you, you want to win, get the automatic qualifier, right? Like don't, don't make any, Mm -hmm. any mess of it. Let's just take care of business. Um, but two years ago when you went, you, you played Marquette, you lost to them in the first round. Uh, and then Mm -hmm. the year prior to that, you again made the tournament and played Tennessee in the first round and played them Mm -hmm. in a good game is, for you, like I don't know, is it hey make the tournament and just what you know whatever happens happens? Is it is it an actual goal to make a run in the tournament? I mean, what is you know what I mean? Like what's some people are just happy yeah. to get in there uh, and and just show up. What for you guys yeah. is it now something where it's like nah let's let's get one or two let's get to the second weekend. Yeah, I mean, first off, you got to get there, and and that's what I always say. You know, you, we got to get there first. So. 
I want the automatic, so we're gonna <laughs> we gotta go out there and, and try our best. It's gonna be really really hard, uh, but you know, try to try to get there. And then once we're there, you know, that's when and being a part of the the lead eight run. I mean, once you get there, it, it's all about matchups and and you know anything can happen. But yeah, that's our goal. I mean, our vision, what I'm what I want to do here. And, and for our program in general is we want to make compete for championships and they attend make NCAA tournaments. And then our vision is to, you know, get back to another elite eight, you know, get to a final four. I mean, people may think I'm crazy, but, uh, you know, we were, we were 20 minutes away with that team. Uh, you know, the year we made the elite eight, uh, if we, yeah. we faced a UConn team, that was UConn and, and, you know, we were leaving at half and then they just took over. But yeah, no, our goal is to, our goal is to get there and then, you know, to, to win as many games as you possibly can. We don't go into anything trying to lose, and, and, and we're not just – we're never satisfied. Um, so, yeah. like I said, that's where – that's, you know, but the biggest thing is you got you to gotta get there and then hopefully get good matchups. Mm. Yep. Well, I, it'll, be, it'll be exciting to watch you guys go through the A-10, one of the, one of the tougher conferences uh, out there. Uh, it really is, and a lot of improving teams. I know a lot of new coaches mm-hmm. in the league as well. So there's no there's no easy path yeah. for sure. No, um, there's not. With with you in your career, and obviously you're you're so still early in it, right? And I just wonder though, if you look back uh, at what you've accomplished so far, if for some reason just you know all basketball st- cease to exist tomorrow. Uh, and just it's it's over right everyone's everyone's done coaching coaching doesn't exist anymore would you be <laughs> would you be happy would you be satisfied with what you've done with um the time that you've had in the in this in this career that's a good question Thanks. that's a good question i, I save that. About I, that i bring that out like once every <laughs> like 10 interviews <laughs> Yeah, you know, as coaches we don't think that way because it's just such a grind right, right? like whenever, you don't have time to think like, about it no, you win a game, you move on. You yep. lose a game, you move on. You know, you win a championship, you move on. You get a recruit, you have to get another <laughs> yep. one. Like, there's <laughs> never, there's never any time to to enjoy anything. Um, it's just something probably we all need to get better at, right? Is taking that time. Yep. But uh, you know, if everything stopped today, I I would be satisfied just because I know I can lay my head down at night and say I've given everything I can possibly give. I, I've done things the right way. You know, I feel like I've treated our players like we, uh, you know, we treat them like a family. That's what, that's what we're about. And, um, you know, the, the wins and all that, like, obviously we're all competitive. We want to win, but it's about, it's about more than that. It's, uh, it goes back to what I said, you know, I think in your first question of why I went to Canadian, it's about the people, it's about the relationships. It's about, you know, trying to help other people and, and make them, you know, a little bit better than they were when they got here. And, and so, yeah, if coaching just stopped and, and, I mean, I don't know what the hell I'd do in my life, but if that just <laughs> yeah, stopped, I would, yeah, I would be, I would be content because I, I know I, I know I worked as hard as I possibly, you know, could work and given everything I could to, to the programs I've been at. Good. Well, good. I'm, gl- I'm glad I made you stop and think about that. Here <laughs> <laughs> in 30 seconds, you uh, made me think. Yes. So good. good. <laughs> yes. Now you can continue on getting ready for Richmond. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, last thing, uh, I'll let you get out of here. What is, um, for for you guys for Dayton for for Sean I don't, what are the coach what do the kids call you they call you Coach Green what do they what do they call you you know most of them call me Coach Green some of them call me Sean okay know. okay it's so, interesting yeah I yeah. don't care what they have been called a lot worse but <laughs> I'm fine with either I'm fine with either of them okay fair <laughs> enough all right so 
what is uh what is coach green about what is what is dayton about um you guys are successful you're winning games all that good stuff but like what's ultimately for people who don't know you you know what's what are you mm-hmm. all about I said it a little bit ago, but it's it's family. Like that's everyone says it's probably the most overused cliche term in sport right yep, now. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but I think that if you live it and and you know you live it daily, then it is what it is. And so we may say it, but our players, when I hear them talking to recruits or I hear them talking to other people, um, and they say it, then I know it's mm. I know it's true. Yeah. Um, so. It, we care about each other. We're honest with each other. You know, I want our program and our kids to just understand, to do things the right way and just treat people the right way and to just work really, really hard. And it's really, really simple, but not a lot of people do that. And I think yeah. if you do that, you can be successful in whatever you do. So it's just, those are our core values. Um, and, and we just try to do things, you know, as hard as we can and do things the right way. Um, and, and do them together. And then hopefully, you know, you, you win some games and you have some success along the way. So yeah. that's, if I had to sum it up, like I said, I know it's overused, but I think that our kids feel it and, and that it's a family. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's been, uh, it's been working. Whatever you guys are doing is working. Um, <laughs> a, a great, a great year, eight ten regular season champions. Again, we'll take on Richmond on Friday at 11 AM, uh, and try to win three games in three days and get back in that tournament. But coach, I really appreciate yeah. you sharing your story and, and just talking about your program. It's been awesome listening to you and, uh, excited to follow you guys and wish you guys all the best, but really thanks so much for taking the time for me. No, thank you. Like I said, I'm uh, been following you and, and listening to all your stuff and i love you know that you're at d3 and you've been you know you've been around too so uh good luck to you and thank you for all you do really for the women's game in general it, it's awesome and we're lucky to have someone like you that has that passion so thank you that's kind of you i appreciate it so much and good luck to you guys and uh, i'm sure we'll see you down the road soon okay we'll see you thanks like Thanks again to Shauna Green, head coach of the Dayton Flyers, 810 regular season champs. Look forward to seeing what they can do uh, come postseason time. Thank you for listening to the Jump Around, whether you listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen, it's appreciated. If you can leave a rating or review wherever you do listen, uh, that is super helpful. You can follow me on Twitter at Blake Dudonis. Until next time, this is the Jump Around. <laughs>